It's Tuesday, February 20th. Today's WBFO brief was recorded at around 8.30 in the morning. This is WBFO News. A new Siena poll finds New York State voters have little allegiance to Governor Kathy Hochul, President Joe Biden, and former President Donald Trump. As budget negotiations continue in the state capitol, the governor's favorability rating has dropped over the last month from 45 percent to 41 percent. While voters say Hochul is honest and hardworking, they believe she is out of touch with average New Yorkers. On the national level, respondents favor President Biden over former President Trump in a head-to-head matchup by 48 to 36 percent. However, 41 percent of voters say they want their next president to be someone other than Biden or Trump. Elected officials say a crucial asset in Chautauqua County, Barcelona Harbor, should see major improvements in the coming year. Republican Congressman Nick Langworthy joined Senator Charles Schumer to announce a federal appropriation of $7.5 million to cover the cost of fixing the harbor's dilapidated break wall. We had a meeting very early on in my tenure, and uh, he was gracious enough to host me in his office. And it, you know, it's no secret that we're of different parties, you know, but... For Western New York and the Southern Tier, we will work hard every single day for jobs and a better future for our community. So thank you very much for that working relationship. Another $500,000 in federal funds have been secured to boost the Chautauqua Lake Aquatic Ecosystem Restoration Project. Budget negotiations are continuing in Washington. Schumer says he'll use his clout to ensure the appropriations are kept in spending bills. The transformation of the neighborhoods on Buffalo's Black East Side will be the focus of a symposium at the University of Buffalo. Community partners, UB staff and students and members of the public are being invited to share their thoughts at the Jacobs School of Medicine next Monday night from 6 until 8. Registration is required for the event, which will center on Professor Henry Lewis Taylor's recent report, How We Change the Black East Side, a Neighborhood Planning and Development Framework. Chautauqua County officials are hopeful proposed federal funding will provide a boost to tourism. On the shores of Lake Erie Monday, Senator Charles Schumer stood with Congressman Nick Langworthy to announce the current appropriations bill has money to bring repairs to Barcelona Harbor. We have secured funding in Washington, the congressman and I, bipartisan, sometimes there is bipartisanship in Washington, and we have, the congressman and I, we have secured $7.5 million in this year's federal budget for the Army Corps of Engineers to finally repair Barcelona Harbor's breakwater. Schumer expressed confidence the appropriations would survive the current budget negotiations in Washington. And at an event in North Tonawanda today, will honor William Bill Gosh, the 100 year-old World War II veteran from the city. The Market in the Square will host the event at 2 p.m. to present a commemorative poster honoring Gosh's heroism. That poster will be displayed in the store to allow patrons to sign and offer notes of congratulations. The WBFO Brief podcast is made possible by Canisius University. Join Canisius on Saturday, March 2nd for a Discovery Day event to learn how your high school student can prepare for college now. Register today at canisius.edu slash visit. The ice hockey world was stunned recently after five professional hockey players were charged with sexual assault. The charges are in connection with an incident that took place when they were members of Canada's world junior hockey team in 2018. The case has raised questions about why it took so long to bring the charges. And as correspondent Dan Karpachuk reports, there are also calls for a change 
and what some are calling a toxic culture in hockey. In 2022, a woman identified only as EM sued Hockey Canada and eight players from the 2018 World Junior Team for $3.5 million. She alleged that she had been repeatedly assaulted while intoxicated in a London, Ontario hotel room. That lawsuit was settled for an undisclosed sum out of court. In the past month, five players from that team have been officially charged with sexual assault. All are now professionals, four of them playing in the NHL and the fifth playing in Switzerland. All have taken an indefinite leave of absence. They are Michael McLeod and Cal Foote of the New Jersey Devils, Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers, and Dylan Dubay of the Calgary Flames. The fifth is Alex Formanton of HC Ambri Piotta in Switzerland. Gary Bettman is the commissioner of the National Hockey League. I want to be clear... From the moment we first learned about this on May 26, 2022, I have repeatedly used the words abhorrent, reprehensible, horrific, and unacceptable to describe the alleged behaviors. Bettman says the NHL has also launched an investigation into the incident. That was one of three probes, along with Hockey Canada and the London Police Service. Bettman says the results of his investigation will not be released while the judicial process is underway. Lawyers for all five players say their clients will plead not guilty. The case was reopened when new evidence was gathered. Meanwhile, London's chief of police, Tai Truong, has apologized for the delay in the case. I want to extend, on behalf of the London Police Service, my sincerest apology to the victim, to her family, for the amount of time that it has taken to reach this point. There have been growing calls to address what some have called the toxic culture in hockey. Former NHL player Sheldon Kennedy is trying to break that culture of violence in the sport with an organization called Respect Group. We need to break down the issues that encompass respect. And we need to be able to build a confidence in this space so that we can step up and step in. Teresa Fowler is an assistant professor of education at the University of Calgary. It's not just the men that need to change, it's fans parents, media, coaches, social institutions really need to rethink what we're rewarding from the game of men's ice hockey. Laura Robinson is a sports journalist who has written a book called Crossing the Line. She says changing that culture is a huge task. It's also very deeply embedded in hockey arenas across Canada and until we really look at the grassroots level I'm afraid that we won't be addressing the actual systemic change that needs to occur. We need to just completely uh, take apart hockey and examine why it is that there is such violent misogyny. Meanwhile, the unidentified victim has participated fully in the case over the past six years. And law professor Melanie Randall says that's been very important. I think that they're recognizing that something wrong was done to her and that they believe her. And I think that's actually incredibly important because one of the problems in our society, one of the problems with the police is often a sense of skepticism, suspicion or disbelief of women's accounts of sexual violence. The case against the five players is back in court at the end of April. But even if they are acquitted in a criminal court, the code of conduct in professional clubs and the players union could result in a ban from playing in the NHL in the future. For WBFO News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto. On the ice yesterday, the Buffalo Sabres lost at home to the Anaheim Ducks by a 4-3 score. Don't forget to like or subscribe so you can help others find this podcast. And if you love it, leave a review too. The WBFO Brief Podcast and the award-winning journalism of WBFO's news team 
are made possible by our members. Thank you for listening.